0: traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind, a journey into a wondrous land of imagination. Next stop, the Twilight Zone. Are you on? We are on. Cool. Uh, It's fun to start it this way sometimes, just us talking.
1: Yeah, right. Anyways. (laughs) So, okay, we haven't we haven't done one of these in a while because of the pandemic. I don't know how how, how did you come upon f- falling in love with the uh, Twilight Zone? Where did you discover Twilight Zone? That's to me, you know, that's from my fifties and sixties. Where did it come upon for you?
0: I think it might have been the time when Twilight Zone was put on Netflix. That was a really big helpful point in uh, watching it. Oh uh, yeah, because I've seen yeah. clips and small references and mm-hmm. pop culture to the Twilight Zone before. Netflix mm-hmm. put it on there. But once Netflix put it on there, it made it such a, made it more accessible for me to watch. and it made me appreciate it better because of course, they reformat it for high definition and then being able to watch it on the big screen versus watching it on YouTube, on my phone. and you were it's inst- such a change up.
1: And you were instantly captivated. You liked it. You liked the episodes. You liked, I was captivated this, this
0: guy. This I was guy. captivated by the allure of the show. I think I'm already captivated by something that's in black and white because it shows a level of age to it. So the fact that Rod Sterling was already making this or I guess the beginning of a television era is what captivated me because this was the first major show on the network television that was challenging what it meant to have a 30 minute show before shows weren't pushing the boundaries of actual television narrative and television cinematography. And that is something that it did early on in an era of television that was in its infancy.
1: It's interesting because in the 50s, uh, actually the 60s, a man named uh, Newton Minow, who I knew in Chicago, he's still alive. He was the head of the FCC and he was despondent because television was, was such an empty, it was a waste of time. It just had comedy shows and game shows and nothing important wasn't being used in any way that was important. He said, this, television is, is a great educator, a great this, a great that, there's nothing on it. And it, he called it, famously, the, the Great Wasteland. That's how he referred to television. And along comes Rod Serling, who agrees with this whole premise, and says he's right, and I'm going to change that. I'm going to do something worthy, because he'd, he had done a couple of these these hour-long specials, uh, serious, important plays he would write. And that's he, he felt he could change television.
0: He was also, at the beginning of starting The Twilight Zone, he was under contract to MGM... So he had to work on getting out of his MGM contract, so that he could work on the Twilight Zone, which is a fun fact.
1: Okay, so Twilight Zone, he believed, with his mysterious little stories and his intros, would uh, would change things, and he did. He became a, well, a weekly series, I think, Th- about thirty minutes each one. Yep,
0: each episode is thirty minutes for season one, two, and three. Season four, they tried to do hour-long episodes, which is the reason that the rights are not available for Netflix. There's a issue with that, and then season five they went back to thirty minutes again. Well, I,
1: I hadn't looked at them since the fifties and sixties, and now I, you're like everything on Netflix. It's a, and
0: it took you forever of me yeah, yeah, bitching I, about you exactly, watching the episodes,
1: exactly. and then I started watching for a different reason. I started watching the formula, and watching how clever he is in his 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 little not really uptight way, but his words. I hate the word smarmy, but is not smart-assy, but he has this. A bit uh, arrogance at the beginning, and of course, he begins and ends the show and, and puts this wonderful thought in the middle. But what I started to really like everybody wanted to work with this man. This most famous star movie stars at the time of the world are on these shows, and some major directors directing them too. Rod didn't direct them, he, he, wrote, he wrote a he, fair he wrote amount some of them. He wrote some of them, yeah, a fair amount of them. But everybody's on it from Robert Redford to. Um, to uh, Mickey Rooney, people that have pretty much their career. Ed Wynn was in it? Yeah, their
0: careers were sort of... Michael Shatner?
1: Tired. Uh, William, William Shatner.
0: William Shatner. Yeah. Apologies.
1: And um, Joan Blondell, Anne Blythe, people people, I had forgotten, even in the business, were on these shows. And But the themes were pretty much the same. Be careful what you wish for. Have you noticed that? And they were... and, and that Or something terribly science fiction-y, but the future... The future and be careful what you wish for because it will come true. It's in, a very despond- and, and the tw- In the Twilight Zone.
0: <laughs> that is absolutely correct. It was a despondent look at human life and how people live their life and how there's a fair amount of idiosyncrasies. What is the word? Idiosyncrosities? Just- no, you're sort of there. Now you sound like Trump. Oh, okay, calm down. <laughs> Just a lot of things that are lost upon people and the irony of. Human day-to-day life and the minute things that play out that mm. most people tend to overlook, and it was nice to have Rod Serling slow you down and make you look at things that were a bit you know there, there, abstract.
1: There was an episode I watched the other day, and yes, I'm enjoying watching them again. But there was one in the '50s about this man uh, who runs over a kid with this car. uh delivering in the newspapers, and he runs them over. He gets back home. He can't hit and run. And he's also losing his job, and he's fighting with his wife. But the thing that happens is the car pretty much turns him in, and the car
0: goes... The car the becomes trip. alive.
1: Exactly. And I remember Stephen King, back in the probably the 80s, he wrote... I don't know. It wasn't called The Car, but he wrote something with The Car, did the very same thing. And I thought they'd lift the idea
0: or the script, because it really is a... Oh.
1: What was that Stephen King thing called? The, I don't, the car. What I have a wonderful any, movie.
0: I don't know any Stephen King things, unfortunately.
1: That's you should discover him. He's pretty it's scary. Stephen
0: King's guy who did *It*, right?
1: He's all
0: from mm. the, *The Stand* and all these. It was, f- ne- it was never my cup of tea, but I will say that *The Twilight Zone* spawned a lot of great television and movies due to its inception. *Black Mirror* is probably one of the bigger ones that people compare it to. It's the modern-day Twilight Zone, Mm -hmm. if you've seen that.
1: But, you know, it was interesting when we started talking about Twilight Zone, but there was a a series that had begun just before him. Outer Space? One Step step Beyond, I think it was called. And then Twilight Zone, and then the next one, more science fiction one, another series just like it. So there became three at the same time.
0: But it never became as culturally relevant as the twilight zone because if you look back on the twilight zone we could talk about how there are certain episodes that stand out within American culture the pig nose episode where the woman is a normal human but everyone else has pig noses so Mm -hmm. your subjective view of beauty the one with William Shatner where he's on the plane and things are there's like the terror the monster at 10,000 feet or something like that whatever just having a pill withdrawal yeah yeah, that's, um, that's really strong he is terrific my favorite yeah. episode I think or one of my favorite episodes is the last episode of season one which is the writer's episode where the wife comes upon her husband in her house or in their house and he, she sees him with a woman from outside and she comes inside and he, she's like where's where's the girl and he shows her that everything that he creates he can write it out and it'll become a thing right. so he wrote this mistress and she basically became alive in front of his wife and his wife didn't believe him for an endless amount of time and then at the end of the episode he shows his wife that he created her because the way that he shows these creations is by writing the piece of paper and then if he to get rid of them he throws them in a fire and they disappear cool so he so do, you,
1: do you know who was in that show that particular episode I have oh.
0: not an idea but okay. it's my favorite episode because I remember watching it and of course being a writer yeah it's, kind of, it's like a little hinkling of oh that's an interesting concept to explore
1: I've been watching uh, a few of them and, and, and one haunts me with
0: Mickey Rooney as an older man season 5 I don't know what episode but I know he, what you're talking
1: about he was a jockey a jockey was washed up of course you know and the horse racing game. Ideally, like he, his
0: career. Because he threw
1: too many games and they, they banned him from the track. And he's, he's home washed up and all he wants is to become big. You become big again. So he keeps wishing this until he sees himself in the mirror talking to himself. And the guy says, well, what is it you want? I said, I want to be big. I want to be big again. Of course, wishing for such a thing, they make him big. And of course, he gets bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where he can't he can't even... Ride the jockey? He can't even be in, in his house because or ride the he's, horse, out-grown, I guess. he's outgrown the house. He's physically, as they build the set smaller, he gets bigger and bigger. And then he gets the phone call, which he can barely lift the phone because he's too big and the phone's too tiny, saying, we're taking you back, we start your career all over again, and it's gonna be wonderful, except he's so big he can't leave the house. The irony of that kind of I thing. I
0: haven't seen that episode yet, but I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah.
1: And that one the other day of, you haven't seen the Stepford Wives, but there's one very similar, many of them are similar to the Stepford Wives. So he's he spun a lot of ideas, Rod Serling. That people have latched on to. One with uh, Anne Blythe. It was called called The the Queen of the Nile. Did you have to see that one? The Queen of the Nile? I have not. Where she is an ageless movie star.
0: You pull out all these movies that are so eclectic and then I'm like, no, I haven't seen them. And then I look like an asshole. Well, you are a asshole. Well, what can I
1: say? Remember, remember I'm the I'm the know I'm the al, it all smartass. Also, remember? don't
0: agree with me on the episode <laughs> now because you're talking with these bastards. I remember you were telling me at one point, oh, the Twilight Zone is kind of repetitive. Uh, you know how yes, long it took? It's, it's a formula. Yes. Yeah, yes. but you know how much that show created in terms of pop culture and actual artistic development for other no, people.
1: Absolutely. I don't agree. I don't yeah, now yeah. you get on
0: here and you're like, oh yeah, this is so good. And I'm like, oh well, okay, we'll take my position then. Cool. Yeah,
1: you know, gr- grow up. <laughs> <laughs> grow up and become as, uh, as jaded as I am. I will
0: say I'm happy that you did take the time to watch the episodes again. I because I took... All over again, They yes. were They are such a nice reminder of what it is to have these old shows in well, these I've new got, times. I
1: watched one the other day that, that really was very clever and very disturbing, and it comes upon like Stepford Wives and such. And yeah, you know, and the major directors did some of these. Don Siegel, who did one of my favorite films, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, he did a couple of these episodes of Twilight Stones. But this one was called You Look Just Like Number 12. Did you happen to see that? And it's a mother taking her daughter to this place. Where everybody's beautiful, the mother's beautiful, everyone looks exactly the same. And she's taking him to the place where you become to look exactly like all these other people, and you are universally happy and perfect. And the daughter who's sort of homely, she says, I don't want to do this, mother She said, But yes, and here are the pictures. You wanna look like this number twelve or number eight? She says, I don't want to do this, mother. I don't want to be this person. I don't wanna be like you and all of them and they all basically the same actress they all are the same in this hospital and eventually of course it, they, it, they do a tour and she says wow and she said yes you look just like number 12 it, it, it's a it's a very disturbing episode it's an, it's a beautiful <laughs> oh, oh by the way it says it says at the beginning this is your, your this will be year 2000 so imagine this was done back in about 1956
0: 50 years that's what they thought this was going to be well
1: that's what this episode talked about
0: Well, it was done in 1960, because it was 1959. 59, he started this stuff, yeah. So that would have been 60 years ago. Early, yeah. It's also strange to believe now, being 2020, the 80s was 40 years ago. Let that sink in for you people. Most people are like, oh yeah, the 80s was 20 years ago. No, 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 no. It was 40 years ago. (laughs) Even all you 90s babies. So how did... Twilight Zone, since I've not
1: gotten that far. How does it end? How does he, when does he stop doing it? I know he, he died young. He was only
0: 50 years old. <laughs> he stopped doing it when the money ran out. <laughs> no, I don't know how the show ends. I haven't gotten that far.
1: He died from several heart attacks. He smoked a lot, he smoked two packs a day. He didn't die from smoking; he died from heart attacks.
0: I will say that Mm -hmm. it probably doesn't have much of a conclusion because. Well, did he do it to the day he died? Is what I'm wondering. Every episode was a standalone episode, so the last episode more than likely wasn't anything overtly different than what they'd been doing. What year he might have? what it ended it? 1963. Oh really? Or 64? It took because there's five. He was on
1: for five years then.
0: There's five seasons. Okay, very good. And each season has. Well, at least the four seasons have at least 30 episodes.
1: Interesting. And now today, what do we have like this?
0: Black Mirror, which is the modern-day equivalent of that. We also have the re-adaptation of The Twilight Zone. I looked
1: at one of those. They're boring.
0: They're an hour long. They're an hour long, too. It doesn't have the same nostalgia. If you were going to do it, you should have kept it in black and white, but that's just me. Also, you can't replace Rod Serling he is the twilight zone every time he comes on and starts talking in the middle of the night you're just like okay
1: well the clever the clever part if you watch, if you continually watch them and you binge watch them like i've been doing he has this little smile as he as he says the twilight zone you got to study the way he says twilight zone it's really cool because he ends his the he, when he ends the show with Twilight Zone, he has a bit of a smirk as he's saying it. But the beginning, he's much more serious about you're welcoming you to the Twilight Zone.
0: Yeah, because he started toying with people. He he right. knew what he had. Exactly. At first, he was yeah. just being serious and making a point. But at, at to end, a certain extent, yeah, he's got this smirk. You can only make yeah. a point so many times before the irony gets lost on people. Yeah. But that's the beautiful point of it. The show is an absolute irony. Reflection It's an ironic reflection of the human life. And if you don't see it that way, you're mm-hmm. losing out on a lot of what the Twilight Zone is. Because it's supposed to make you think and make you feel uncomfortable about normal social things that you don't ever think about in a different capacity. So now that you are thinking about them in a different capacity, it's great mental exercise and great mental, uh, mental anguish to a certain extent because every time you watch a Twilight Zone episode, you're not calm at the end. You think to yourself, like, okay, it makes you mull over thoughts and things that actually happen in day-to-day life. Or it could happen, yeah. Or that could happen, yes. Anyway,
1: what I want to do next time, uh, which you see, I didn't want to do this. Scratch
0: scratch my head. I want to do uh, the new Spike Lee movie. The Five Bloods. I don't know if new is the word.
1: It'll be up for an Oscar, and the actor's going to up for an Oscar also. Well, Chad, it's the, called what? The five Five Bloods. The Duff Five Bloods.
0: Duff five, five Bloods.
1: And then compared along with Platoon. So you have the two the two Vietnam episodes. We cur- have
0: Chadwick Boseman, R.I.P. to that man, in the he's, Five Bloods. Yeah, he's in it momentarily, but uh,
1: no, he was. I thought he was one of the five guys,
0: or mean, when they were younger. You I might, haven't seen the movie. You got to see it.
1: Anyway, I think it's I think it's brilliant, but and I think we should talk about it. And Platoon, which is really worth your time. I think that got an Oscar for best film of that year. But that really sums up Vietnam the best. I mean, better than Apocalypse Now and all these other bullshit things. I think Platoon is the masterpiece. So that's what we do next time. Okay. In the Twilight Zone. In the Twilight Zone.